Part She discovered that the images from the terrifying dream still lingered. The recurring nightmare featured Malavika's father who had passed away last year from COVID. In the vision, he was still alive and enjoying a day at the beach with Malavika. Suddenly, the skies turned crimson and roiling clouds in the firmament unleashed thunder and lightning just as her concerned father led her away from the edge of the churning waves scaly reptilian limbs emerged from the foam and latched its claws into his calves She did her best to wrest back her father's screaming form. But every time, the monstrous beings succeeded in tearing him away from her grasp and dragged him to the depths of the sea. She screamed his name as his fear-ridden face drowned in the churning waters, only to be mocked by a cruel laughter from the heavens. <laughs> Then a new set of monstrous limbs emerged from the water to reach for her. But Sushant suddenly appeared and dragged her to safety, uttering words of assurance. That's how it always ended. The same dream every day of the last year. a potent of something truly terrible that awaited her in the future or was it something else she had tried to find explanations for the recurring nightmare in psychology magazines based on what she had read the visions may be reflecting her mind's attempts to deal with the trauma of losing her father to covid under difficult circumstances it also revealed how sushant her boyfriend of 5 years had supported her through the ordeal he had been her pillar her rock 
That was until recently when she discovered several text messages between him and his best friend Rima that perhaps revealed a relationship that went beyond a long-term friendship. One of the snippets read, I cannot bear the thought of being without you. At first, she was upset when she encountered the messages in a similar vein over a period of three months, but she did not raise it with Sushant. Then she tried to rationalize their content. After all, Sushant and Rima had been friends since their primary school days, even before she was in the picture. Surely it was not unusual to have strong feelings for your best pal. Even the magazines she loved to read said that a partner cannot be everything for you. One person cannot meet all your needs. Malavika looked at Rima in the rearview mirror. She was gazing at the orchards that bordered the highway with a smile on her lips. She was almost the same age as Malavika, early twenties. She was curly-haired, fair-skinned and had lovely cheekbones. She had a stunning curvaceous body and a generous bosom that Malavika was jealous of. Malavika checked out her own slim features in the mirror and thought, not too bad. But then her mind whispered evilly, maybe this is not good enough for Sushant anymore. She silenced the wretched thought. She couldn't blame her mind for throwing up notions like this. Take this weekend, for example. This was meant to be their weekend away as a couple to engage in one of Sushant's favorite activities. He was a horror buff and loved visiting haunted sites across India. They were visiting Duma Beach, located 21 kilometers southwest of Surat. A former burial ground, it was considered one of the most haunted places in India, notorious for stories of spectral beings baying and chasing people who dared to wander its shores at night. Rima had decided to join them in the last minute. Sushant enthusiastically approved this idea and was visibly happier that she had come along. He failed to notice how displeased Malavika had been from the moment they started their eight-hour journey. Presently, Malavika spotted him lovingly gazing at his friend via the rearview mirror. She had expected him to mend his ways after last week's flare-up. A week ago, Malavika had finally gathered some courage and brought up the matter of the intimate text messages between him and Rima. Sushant got angry and shouted at her. He was upset that she was spying on him like a jealous, emotionally immature teenager. When she tried to present her concerns in a logical manner, he dismissed her arguments by stating that she was suspicious of his platonic relationship with Rima because she was depressed. I'm just checking with you, Sushant, Malavika had told him, so that you can open up to me if there are any issues that need to be fixed in our relationship. Sushant had dismissed her with a wave and shouted at her to go and see a psychiatrist. Then he stormed out of the house. My love, you are the only pillar of stability in my life. Please, listen, she had said, running after him. But he was gone. It took them several days to patch up and move on. And things seemed to be on the mend till Rima decided to invite herself along on this trip. 
Malavika had a feeling that things were about to come to a head. The three of them in the close confines of a camper van. It was like throwing embers into a powder keg. We're nearly there. Can you see the ocean in the distance? Sushant announced, pointing ahead. In the light of the day, the stretch of discoloured sand thronging with tourists, street food stores and trinket sellers was not even remotely scary. A muddied ocean churning silt and debris dumped into its innards by rivers and drainage systems in the recent rains hosted groups of young men who jeered and capered in the knee-high tide. Things would become a lot different after 6pm. The local police would descend on its shores to drive people back to their vehicles and send them home. Sushant, Malavika and Rima decided to make the best use of the frivolous atmosphere and ventured close to the sea to let its foaming waters wash over their feet. Sushant started splashing salty water on Malavika. She grinned and asked him to stop clowning around. This inspired Sushant to collect the salty water in his palms and fling it against his girlfriend's top and jeans. Stop, Sushant. I don't want to change my clothes till later tonight, she said, running away from him. Rima suddenly joined in and sprinkled water on Sushant. His face lit up as he splashed water onto her body. A dark cloud spread over Malavika's face. Time seemed to slow down as she watched the two friends fall around like lusty teenagers. Rima's white top and short shorts were soaked. Her erect nipples pressed against the fabric of her t-shirt and her drenched thighs did not escape Sushant's greedy eyes. The two friends moved closer to engage in their water play. Did I just see his hand brush against her breasts? Malavika wondered. She commanded the thought to flee her mind. Stop it, Malavika, she said to herself. Sushant is right. You are just a silly girl who can't handle a spot of jealousy. I am going for a walk, Malavika said to the two of them. They waved at her without making any eye contact, before returning to their playful ways. Malavika stormed off angrily. She was furious at the two clowns who were ruining her weekend and raging at herself for being provoked by them. What is wrong with me? she muttered as she trudged along the shoreline. She walked past hooting children and jovial families and lovers sharing sweet nothings under umbrellas. She headed towards a deserted part of the beach, where she hoped to spend some time in quiet contemplation. From the distance, it seemed like she would have the stretch of beach to herself. But as she neared her favoured spot, she saw a man squatting on the ground and digging a hole in the sand, like a child building a shallow well to collect seawater. What made this sight even stranger was the fact that the man was wearing a very expensive suit 
and leather shoes with gold trimmings. A Porsche metal watch on his left hand, now partially covered in sand, glinted in the late afternoon sun. <laughs> Where are you? Where are you? Long ones, short ones, fat ones. Come, 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 the man was saying. His utterances made no sense. He was in his fifties, prematurely grey-haired and bald. His limbs were unnaturally thin and attached to an already skinny body. His eyes were framed by dark sunglasses, which sat on a hooked nose. She was going to walk past him and ignore his strange ramblings, but curiosity got the better of her. What are you doing, uncle? Looking for treasures on the seashore? Malavika joked. No sooner had she uttered the line in jest, a guilty thought popped up. Maybe the poor man lost his keys or something valuable. The man stopped digging and gave her a sideways glance. His ears perked up. It was as if he was trying to determine where she was standing in relation to his current position. Betty, I am blind. Also, in the last few years, my hearing has been going downhill. So, I didn't catch what you were saying, he said. Oh, sorry, uncle, Malavika said, moving closer. I was wondering if you needed any help. Did you lose something? The man grabbed handfuls of sand and smiled. You know, in all these years of me coming to this beach and digging for Prashad, no one has bothered to ask me this question. He said. He speared his hand into the soil again and probed its depths. Do you know the history of this beach, Betty? He inquired. Just bits and pieces. My boyfriend likes all these bhoot stories. He told me a few creepy details, that's all. She responded. I bet he told you the usual stuff everyone shares on the internet. That this was a smashan cut once. And the sand is this strange black color in places. Due to the ashes from the thousands of pyres that burned on the shores of this angry ocean. He said as he continued digging with his bare hands. Malavika nodded, forgetting for a second that the man couldn't see her. But you see, they are all wrong. This is where they used to bring the unwanted elderly who were a burden, so that they could be fed to the deep ones. His smile widened, and he abruptly stopped ploughing the sand. In return, the ancient ones would gift you with blessings and great fortunes, the man said. Malaviga looked around uncomfortably before setting her eyes on the distant horizon where the vast ocean seemed to end. Even in the daylight, its waters took on a sinister aspect and the strange man's words seemed to draw her eyes to uncanny shapes on its restless surface. I don't know if you can see from where you stand, 
but my driver is waiting next to an expensive Benz in the car park. Look to the north, child, he instructed. Malavika looked across the dunes and a copse of reedy trees. An expensive Benz was parked in the car park and a driver was leaning against it, smoking a cigarette and looking in her direction. I made a sacrifice once. I was blessed and I reaped the benefits of that blessing. He said before running his tongue over his lips as if he was relishing the memory of a sensual encounter. I don't understand, uncle, she finally said. But they do ask for a price, you know. The man said as he jerked his head forward, causing his tinted spectacles to move down the bridge of his nose. Scarred holes filled with abyssal darkness had replaced his eye sockets. It looked like a traumatic accident had mangled his eyelids and sucked out his eyeballs. Don't be afraid, Betty. If you encounter them, just utter the following mantra, he said, looking straight at her with the terrifying sightless black pits. Something strange happened next. She could see the man's mouth move, but no voice came out. However, she was able to hear the words he uttered in her head. It seemed to burn into her brain, and it felt as if a hot brand was being applied to its fleshy walls. The man ceased chanting silently and jerked his hands out of the sandpit. He held up two desiccated human fingers. You see, he said, this time audibly, they don't like eating the fingers and toes. Prashad! 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 Malavika screamed at the top of her lungs and scrambled backwards and fell on the sand. She tried to get up a few times, but her legs had turned to jelly. The horrifying tale recounted by the man, the eldritch words burned into her mind, and the terrible sight of the severed human fingers had rendered her body inert. The blind man, who was by now covered in sand, stood up and placed the fingers in his pocket. Without acknowledging Malavika, he turned and plodded towards his car. She could see the driver in the distance, extinguishing his cigarette, and preparing to open the door for his master. His departure filled her with strength. She scrambled up to her feet and ran towards Sushant and Rima, shouting their names at the top of her lungs. Thank you for listening to Indian Noir. 
follow me on social media. My handle is at Indianua for both Instagram and Twitter.